to Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. It's time for the game preview. 49ers are back. Hit the freaking graphic. We're back in Levi's Ant. Everything is good Ooh, to go. This yep. team is ready to get it going. I'm excited. I know you're excited. Oh, yeah. Cutback crew, if you're excited as well. Hit that like button and that subscribe button and the notification bell. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And let's get into this thing because the 49ers are coming off the bye now. You've got a Colts team that is starting to get some things some things figured out. Yeah. Right? The offense is starting to look a little bit better. Defense, eh, not so much. they got some secondary concerns. But the offense keeps playing the way that they're playing and the run game goes the way that they're going. You can keep the 49ers off the field, put some pressure on that 49ers defense. Are they getting hot at the right time? Maybe. I mean, they, they could be. I, I think this is an interesting battle because you got two teams that really are at a point where they need to win football games to be able to keep this you know season salvageable and relevant. And so you got the Colts having to go you know across the country to play the 49ers on a primetime football game. It's going to be in front of everyone. And um, the 49ers are not going to want to lose this game. They're going to want to go out there and establish themselves on both sides of the football. And I think they want to get back to playing bully ball um, both on offense and on defense and winning in the trenches, and they're going to have to do that. And, I mean, <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo talked about the 49ers need to get back to complementary football, establishing the run game, and then having the play-action pass and passing game go off of that, or both have to work together. And I think that's what they're going to look to do. I think there are avenues to be able to do that. You mentioned a little bit of the injuries in the secondary for the Colts. It's been a little uh, up and down, a little unstable back there, and I think the 49ers have opportunities to take advantage of that. You couple that with the fact the Colts are still missing – you know, um, Quentin Nelson on the offensive line. So the 49ers have an opportunity there with their big defensive line to be able um, to cause some issues for the Colts. And after watching the Colts last week, it's all about um, making sure that they can establish the run. So if the 49ers can plug the lanes and really stop the run, they have an opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, it's going to be key. Jonathan Taylor slowing him down and not letting him, you know, just run wild. Them create huge lanes and opportunities for him to run through. Um, you know, making sure that you got guys in their run lanes, fitting, right. fitting not allowing those cutback lanes because he's a guy with vision, power, speed. He's got all of it. He can do all of those things, and he's a young man. He's a young running back with with uh, young legs, exuberant, lots of energy. Um, and he makes plays, so that's going to be a key thing. Um, I haven't heard really any updates yet as of this point in time of what's going on with Ty Hilton and whether or not he's going to be eligible and ready to go. But if he is, if he can play. And that means opportunities even more so for Carson Wentz to have another guy that can be a deep threat, an intermediate guy, um, adds a lot of dynamic things to their offense, and is going to free up Michael Pittman for some better opportunities because of how much attention you have to pay. Um, but the good news is for the 49ers is you brought in Michael Kendricks. That should hopefully help you in the run situations you're thinking and you hope. Um, and you got guys who are starting to get healthy, starting to get better, definitely feeling better, and highly, highly motivated. Um, everyone knows what this team is right now and where they're at. Yeah. Two and three is not the position you wanted to be in at this point of the season. The opponent that you're playing is in a very similar boat. Both of you right now are fighting to stay relevant in the NFC, in the NFC, not just like your own division, like in the NFC itself and in the playoff hunt in the picture. 
you know, dropping to two and four doesn't put you out of it, but it definitely puts you in a position where you're going to be climbing and struggling and clawing <clears throat> your way back into contention. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I, I think that that's, that's why it's so pivotal at the 49ers to get out there early and really establish things right away. Um, you can't let this go, you know, and mole. You know, we've had games where the 49ers have really struggled early on in games. And I think if that happens, it's going to start bringing up the deja vu and the quicksand. We're going to be having players that are trying to make big time plays and really establish this offense. We really need it to click a lot like it did early in some of the games, you know, Detroit and Seattle, especially in their first drives, really get it going and establish yourself and then move the ball down the field. And I think if the 49ers do that early on, um, they'll get some of that confidence, some of that swag, and then this offense will be able to take off. And if they do, there's opportunities against the Colts because um, the Colts have some weaknesses. I mean, this isn't the defense that we saw over the last couple of years. No. Um, there are holes and, and areas where they're going to have to fix it. And they also run a very specific defensive scheme. Um, so when you can tell what they're going to be doing before they do it, there's not a lot of disguise of what they do. They just expect their players to be playing full speed and, and you know be able to react. We'll see if the 49ers can take advantage of it. They need to. Um, yeah. There's weaknesses in that secondary. Um, being able to push the ball downfield, oh, yeah. um, being able to take advantage of the cornerbacks in space, your receivers one-on-one in matchups if they decide to run man. Those are all opportunities the 49ers are going to have because you have an inexperienced young group of corners out there, and the receivers need to win. They're, go- they're going to have to win out there in space. Ross Duelle is going to have to win out there in space. Uh, and, you know, Darius Leonard is a serious linebacker. He's going to ca- cause a lot of problems for this run game. So, O-line, this is the week. you got to step up. Mm-hmm. Defoe there up front. Um, Darius Leonard back there in the second level. This is a week where you got to make sure that these guys aren't, you know, two guys cannot disrupt this run game. Make sure that you take care of them, force these other guys in space on their team to make plays and step up in their front four. Don't let it be DeForest Buckner. Yeah. And in the second level, don't let it be Darius Leonard. Make their other linebackers disrupt and try and disrupt the run game. If they're pressing and trying to make plays, everyone else on that O-line, it's, or D-line, excuse me, in their, in their linebacking core, then you're going to have opportunities where if Elijah Mitchell can keep the, those eyes open and see it, there's going to be cutback opportunities and bounces that you normally wouldn't have because guys are going to be pressing to make plays knowing, hey, I got single, I'm got single, i singled up here, I'm one-on-one. i got to step up here. They're trying to make sure Defoe can't make this. They're trying to make sure Darius Leonard can't make this. I, I need to do something for this team. And when you got guys pressing, especially if they're playing from behind the eight ball or the Niners are driving and that pressure is mounting for them to get a stop or get a tackle for loss, it could lead to big play, big play possibilities for this 49ers though. Yeah, one good thing for the 49ers is that this defense really isn't predicated on speed from the edge. True. Um, they got Quiddy Pay, but we broke down Quiddy Pay in, you know, in nauseam almost because he was such a high-value you know, draft pick and where the 49ers were originally going to choose. He was a guy that was to be targeted, but... Um, really, when it look when we look back at it now, he's a guy that likes to get somebody on skates. He'll really get into them with his body, um, get physical, and then drive them back. So I think that is a good situation for some of the 49ers offensive linemen. I've even seen them putting Buckner on the outside, and you think that Armstead is one a question mark on the outside in obvious pass downs. Buckner is even more of a question mark, even though he has some very good skills out there. You can tell he's just a little bit out of the out of the norm, right? He's like a fish out of water when he gets to the outside. You put him on the inside. He's he's a beast. I mean, he's really good. But I think the 49ers offensive line is going to have some good matchups that they should be able to handle. I say should um, because it it does come down to them getting it done. But execution, uh, man, it is. It's one of those things you have to be able to handle. So we'll see if they can get it done. But I think there are if we're ever going to have some good matchups, this would be the week that we have some good matchups. The 49ers can take advantage of and hopefully um, execute and win this game. Very true. And and speaking of uh, execution, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's somebody's offensive key matchup, is it not? It definitely is. Look at this excellence of execution here, Ant for the 49ers <laughs> offense. I like that a lot. 
But tell everybody about it. What, what do you mean? Execute? Isn't it just Kyle Shanahan and the play calling? Well, well, number one, you got to have Bret Hart. He's the excellence of execution. Um, so when I'm looking at, you know, who's going to be the best person to, for execution, that is him. And the 49ers need to execute because we've seen through film of the last couple weeks that the 49ers really have struggled in making the plays when they need to make it, whether that is a drop pass, a miss block, um, you know, whether that is just running the wrong route or not, you know, not moving protection, not checking into the right play. All these things have been going on and the 49ers just haven't been able to execute. And I think if they started executing at a higher level, I think this is what Trent Williams is alluding to when he makes his comments is about the little mistakes. You start fixing those little mistakes and you have more consistency, then your team is going to play more consistent. Jimmy Garoppolo brings up about rhythm. But one of the ways you get into rhythm is you don't have the mental mistakes either. You don't have the penalties. You don't have, you know, any of the holdings, the offsides, but also you execute the plays as they're supposed to be called and getting into the right plays. A lot of times Kyle Shanahan calls two plays and you got to put them in the right play when you get to the line of scrimmage. I expect that to happen this week. I expect Jimmy Garoppolo to help this offensive line uh, a couple of ways. Number one, he's going to make sure that the slide protection and all the protection things are handled. He's also going to make sure they're in the right play, but he's going to get rid of the football in a timely manner. Get rid of the football as soon as you can, 2.5 seconds. Get that ball out. Let your playmakers that Kyle Shannon and John Lynch have went and got for you create. Don't worry about down-the-field throws right away. Make them come up and try to muck up that middle of that defense. Then you can take some shots if needed to stretch them out and change the way that you're playing. But right now, go horizontal, get the ball out, let Jimmy do that thing. And I think I just have a lot of confidence with Jimmy being the captain of this <coughs> offense against this defense that he can go ahead and put people in the right positions. We can see a duplicate of what we've seen in the first series against Seattle where the 49ers offense clicked on all cylinders. If they can duplicate that more times than not. I'm not saying every drive because that's almost impossible to do. Accurate. But if you can do it more times than you don't, the 49ers have a really good opportunity to put up a lot of points and win this football game. Yeah, 100% yes. Um, and I agree with you on that. The, the execution is the key. And it seems like seems like we've been talking about it a lot. We were talking about it before this was a thing being discussed by the players in the True. media openly. We were watching the film and going, yeah, no, this is Kyle's calling the right plays. Kyle's putting him in the right positions. Guys are missing. And you can't miss as frequently as we're missing right now. You can afford to miss some. You can afford to miss occasionally. But you've got to hit more often than you miss. And right now the Niners have been missing more often than they've been hitting and executing. That needs to change. Brent has talked about it a little bit. Alex Max talked about it a little bit. This is the time. Right. This team can get it done. This team can execute it. And this team can, can find a way to take that next step offensively and start to see a little bit more of what we saw week one against this team and what we saw in that opening drive against Seattle. But part of that execution, Ant, comes down to players beating one-on-one situations. True. And especially on the outside. And that's why my offensive key matchup is Brandon Ayuk versus man coverage. Now, cutback crew. I get it. Some of you right now are sitting here going, no, they just need to get Brandon the ball. And you know what? You're right. They do need to find a way to utilize Brandon more. So that means getting him on screen, some fly sweeps, you know, end arounds, whatever. Whatever it may be. You got to find a way to get him the ball. I agree. However, Brandon Ayuk, you want the ball more? I got a little key for you, my guy. Beat man-to-man coverage for God's sake. Please, consistently. This is a week. Jair Alexander, we saw it in the red zone. Beautiful stop corner route in the end zone. Created two to three yards of separation. Jimmy puts the ball on a dime. You're able to go corral it. Jair gets all over you after the fact. doesn't matter. You're already in the end zone. Game over. You won that matchup. 
I know that you can beat elite corners in this league. You don't have elite corners this week. It's time. It's time. I want to see an all-22 film where I'm pulling my hair out because Jimmy Garoppolo won't go your way. That's what I want to see. I want to see an all-22 film where, you know, first half, maybe you don't get a lot of touches, but you're toasting. You are toasting your corner over there in space, whoever it is, whether it's the nickel corner, whether it's the corner of the outside, Rocky Sim, whatever his last name is, Ant. I can't pronounce it. I always mess it yeah, up. Yeah, just call him Rock. I'll just call him Rock. If it's Rock, whoever it ends up being. Xavier I, Rhodes, maybe. Xavier Rhodes, potentially, if, he, if he's back and everything's good. If that's the case, right, if you're toasting whatever corner is out there in space and you're not getting a lot of touches in the first half, I want to be able to see the transition as you go into halftime and Kyle Shanahan goes, hey, we need to get the guy who's open the ball. And we come out in the second half and they find you consistently because of how open you actually were the whole time. That's what I want to see out of Brandon Ayuk this week. When they go man, toast them. When they go zone, keep doing the things that you've been doing. Kyle Shanahan's going to continue to call the right plays to get Brandon Ayuk opportunities in space. You're going to have a guy in Jimmy Garoppolo that's going to understand those coverages a little bit better and be able to locate him in those situations. But when we go man, and when the team decides, hey, we got a matchup here, we want to put some pressure, we want to try and get after Jimmy, test that leg out a little bit, win. Win, Brandon, win. If Brandon Ayuk can win these matchups, Ant, the 49ers are going to take the next step as an offense. Yeah, and it makes the offense pretty much unstoppable because right now Debo's been getting his. Absolutely. Um, Debo's been doing what he's <laughs> supposed to do, and then Muhammad Sanu's been doing what he's supposed to do and having you know key catches at pivotal times. He's so, winning on third downs. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk needs to win consistently because right now you don't have George Kittle. So this is the time he should step up, and he needs to take advantage of those extra opportunities that he's going to get. Jimmy Garoppolo will find him. That, that is one thing I have faith in. Jimmy will look Brandon Ayuk's way if Brandon Ayuk is open. Um, that's one thing that Jimmy does. He doesn't he doesn't discriminate against a player. No. If they're open, he's going to get them the ball. It doesn't matter who it is. If it could be River Craycraft, he's going to get them the ball. Also that's true. all he cares about is making sure he converts and gets the you know moves the sticks. That's what his job is. He's kind of a robot that way. Um, that is one of the things I actually like about him. It's like oh, and people get you know upset that he takes the check down. And he's like oh nope, here's here's the yard. It's seven yards. I know now I'm playing with two you know second and three, and that's what he does. I mean that is what Jimmy Garoppolo does. So. Um, yeah, you're right, though. Brandon needs to win consistently. We saw it. Um, Trey Sherfield hasn't been able to win consistently. Uh, Jawan Jennings hasn't been able to win consistently in man coverage. Muhammad Sanu hasn't been able to win consistently in man coverage. But he does win in, in thirds. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. He does. And a lot of the times, especially last week, they weren't running man because Trey Lance was playing quarterback. That would have been dumb. They'd have been running away from him. And that would have been Packers versus Colin Kaepernick dumb. Yep. Um, thanks, Dom Capers. Appreciate uh, it. But... Right now, what we got to get is him to win. Because if we're getting Brandon Ayuk winning and Debo Samuel winning, yeah. it's going to be really hard to stop this offense. Once George Kittle's reinserted, um, the three-headed monster's a real thing. And then, yeah, I mean, they can pretty much be unstoppable. So uh, we're looking for him to take that you know, that leap this week. I think he can do it. He's going to have He has the potential to do it. He's that kind of player. Just got to prove it. Um, so you're right. Man coverage is going to be big. If they want to sit in man coverage, we're going to know. Every time you guys see somebody go in motion, if you see a player go all the way across with them, more than likely, it's going to be man coverage. I would say over 90% of the time, it's going to be man coverage. So if you see that, you know you got Brandon Ayuk in a, in a singled-up situation. I mean, minus them running cover one and putting a safety over the top. Um, but I don't think they're going to do that to him. I think they're going to have to try to do that to Debo Samuel. So uh, let's see how it's schemed up, and let's see what the 49ers can do. But let's, let's get him the football. And I think you're right. Let's find creative ways. I brought this up earlier in the week. Find creative ways. Screens, reverses. Get the ball in his hand so he feels like he's a part of the game plan and a part of the action, 
even though I think he is consistently a part of the game plan. He definitely is. It's just, I think he might be one of those guys that needs to make a catch. He needs to make a run, take a hit before he feels like he's a part of it. Um, there are guys that do that. I mean, you just got to get them feeling the, a part of the game, and they do that. Maybe maybe he'll get going. Maybe he'll get going. Maybe he'll win more consistently. Maybe he's gonna, it's going it to make him find that extra gear, that extra little kick, because at times it feels like he looks slow, and then there's other times it's like, oh, no, Brandon's fine. Yeah. Brandon's fine. And you might be right. He might just need that extra little kick in the behind, and. Uh, but from offense, we got to go to the defensive side of the football and, and the things that the 49ers yeah. need to do. And obviously with this offense and the way things go, if Carson Wentz is clean, Carson Wentz can carve things up. If Carson Wentz has pressure and guys all over him, he's going to struggle a little bit. And the offense right now for the Colts relies on that run game to get going because if they have to just drop back and try and pass, they struggle, especially mm -hmm. with Quentin Nelson not being healthy and him not being able to do the things the way he wants to do them with that with that O-line. They're not operating at a high level um, unless that run game's going. That run game's going, they tend to find a rhythm and they tend to get things going. However, what I have seen from the Colts is, is that even if they find a rhythm, you can get them out of it by slowing down that run game. You can make them be a little more conservative and afraid to take chances. Frank Reich has shown at times not 100% confident yet in Carson Wentz and what he's doing. And so they will check things down. They will be, they will play safe rather than aggressive and assertive. And if you got a coach who's doing that, you as a D coordinator can take advantage of that. And what is your defensive key matchup? My defensive key matchup is 49ers pressure versus Carson Wentz. And really, it's it's pressure in general. Um, you want to make this guy feel uncomfortable because when he feels uncomfortable, um, he makes mistakes. He doesn't set his feet. He'll make errant throws. He gets out of sorts. And that's what you're trying to do is get this guy out of sorts. It's been a consistent thing with him since he's been in Philadelphia. Now with the Colts, nothing has changed. It's a similar offense to what he ran. And now he's going out there and the same things persist. I seen a lot of times last week where they just brought in Mo Ali Cox as a second tight end and they just went two tight end sets and they try to run the football a lot. And what happened is, is you're, if they get anywhere near stops, so if it's third and six, third and seven, and Carson Wentz has to consistently win, he struggles. Um, T.Y. Hilton's going to be a big part of that. If T.Y. Hilton can be out there and be able to stretch the field vertically, um, they'll, they'll be okay. But I think... I think D'Amico Ryans can scheme it up. I think he can get after Carson Wentz. I think he can confuse Carson Wentz. If he confused Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, he can 100% confuse Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz doesn't have the physical gifts those other two guys have to escape the pocket and get away. He is mobile to a point. Um, but with him battling the two ankle injuries throughout the year, Warriors can get after him in a big way, and I think they will. But I think that it's going to be about D'Amico Ryans, you know, dialing up some pressure, bringing some guys from some extra places, Look for safeties to be blitzing. Look for K1 Williams to make his um, presence known as he returns into the lineup and they get after Wentz early and often, make him throw some errant balls and possibly create some turnovers, which we could definitely use because we need to win that turnover battle. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yes. Look, I, I know there's going to be some 49ers fans that are going to be cautiously optimistic or even just downright negative about this. Yeah, well, Carson Wentz beat us last year. He was scoring mm. points on us last year. He, he was Mullins. He was he was getting out of the pocket on us last year. Mullins threw more touchdown passes. One hundred percent. Mullins did throw more touchdown passes. And you know what else stupid happened? Eagles. You know what else happened that game? And stupid <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> that was good. Uh, you know what else happened that game? What? There was no Nick Bosa. That's true. There was no Solomon Thomas. That's true. You had Eric no Armstead. You had Eric. You had no D Ford. You had Eric Armstead playing defensive end last year on pass mm. downs not his strength that's not this team this right now that that's not what's happening you have all the pieces in the front four to make carson wentz's day a living heck oh yeah 
Um, your secondary, yes, there's some questions and beat up there, but you are getting a piece back in Kwan Williams. Josh Norman has started to stabilize a little bit. You know what Josh Norman is. You know what issues you're going to have there, so you can find a way to scheme him up right. in those situations and just turn to him and be like, dude, three plays a game, three to four plays a game where we just need you to lock down on an island and don't get a pass interference call. That's it, my guy. It's three to four times. You can handle that. He can. You have to trust him to be able to, to do those things. Um, and, and the best part is, is that you have a healthy, for the most part, a healthy linebacking core outside of, obviously, Dre Greenlaw, but Al Shire's been stepping up. So I like where this defense is at. I like the ability that D'Amico Ryans has to scheme things up. I am looking forward to seeing if Talano Hufanga is utilized even more and that role is expanded in it. Um, it could be the case, especially with Marcel Harris dealing with the thumb stuff. Maybe Talano Hufanga is going to get an extended run, an extended look, and maybe bring him into the box a little bit. He had an extra bye week to prep. A lot of the 49ers, when they were asked at the podium, right, the, the last few days, what did you do during your bye week? Oh, I was here. Mm-hmm. No, I spent it here. Yeah, I've been just getting ready. You know, taking some time off, but definitely getting ready, staying in the gym, mentally preparing, doing the things I need to do. Sounds like a lot of guys were uh, not really taking a bye week. <laughs> it just sounds like a lot of guys were still in the building working, which tells me that they're 100%, maybe 1,000% ready for this game and what's going to happen. Um, but my key matchup kind of builds off yours a little bit because it's about slowing down that run game with that gold rush. If you can do that, then guess what? You can pin your ears back and you can get after Carson Wentz and apply that pressure. D'Amico Ryans knows this, right? If we know this, Ant, D'Amico <laughs> Ryans has to know this. Yes. So there's no way that there's, this game plan is not going to be focused on slowing down Jonathan Taylor, disrupting in front, making sure that you keep them from gaining the yards on first down that they need, put them in second and long, second and even longers, and put them in negative game scripts so they're having to throw when they don't want to throw. You know, play action, you don't have to be as respectful to because, well, we've been slowing down the run game. I don't buy it for a second. I know what you're trying to do here. I see I see what you're doing over there, Frank Reich. Those types of things bode well for San Francisco if you can slow that down. And D'Amico Ryans has done a great job so far of each and every week. It seems like we've been building upon the run defense. Yeah. It's been getting slowly better and better and improving and improving. I think that trends in an even better direction for the 49ers this week. Well, the blueprint to beat the 49ers right now is keep them in base 4-3 sets. Correct. Um, when you don't have Dre Greenlaw out there, you don't have the run-fit capabilities with the extra guy. That's been Marcel Harris, whatever. Um, and they know that's what the Colts are going to try to do. That's why they went and signed Michael Kendricks, because they know that is what's going to happen. But he's going to be able to be in those run fits. He understands how to play in this defense. He understands True. how to play an offense such as the Colts. Um, shoot, he used to play for the Eagles. So this is no, no big switch for him. So he's going to understand what's going on. We'll see how many snaps he ultimately gets, but um, that is that's what it is. It's going to be strength versus somewhat weakness for the 49ers. Is they're going to go out there and they're going to bring in Moali Cox. They're going to go two tight ends. They're going to try to get after the 49ers. You know, four three defense base four three. And if the 49ers are able to plug it up and bring extra guys in the box, which I think they will, um, because I think that the Colts are going to have to convince or yeah convince the 49ers they can win consistently on the outside. T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, uh, Pasquale, those guys are going to have to win one-on-one matchups. This is one of those weeks I think we're actually going to see the base 4-3 more than we're going to see K1 Williams. So welcome back, K1. You're probably not going to play as many snaps as you would like, probably 60% of the snaps instead of you know the normal close to 70% of the snaps. So it's going to change a little bit, but let's see how long they can stay in it because you can only run the ball for so long. Fortnite's offense is able to execute. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz to make plays going to put a lot of pressure on Frank Reich to abandon the run game and go go spread it out and try to throw. 
and we have the guys on the outside. Now, the matchups that's interesting is T.Y. Hilton against uh, Josh Norman. Absolutely. Um, that is a big-time matchup issue because he's so fast. However, if they find that that is an issue, you could go Emmanuel Mosley on T.Y. Hilton, and you can go Michael Pittman on Norman. Norman, a bigger guy against Pittman, a bigger guy. Um, that could be a nice matchup. I worry about Mosley against none of those guys. He can handle his business. Um, and then let's see what they do with Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart. But I have a feeling you're going to see eight, nine guys in the box. Depending on situation, they're going to say, okay, Carson Wentz, you beat us. This receiving core, you beat us because we're not letting that run game beat us. Um, so I think you're right. I think that's a key to this game. And it's going to be interesting how many times they keep the 49ers in base four three sets. I'll be very interested to see how many times they do that. They do have the capabilities. It's not like last week or a couple weeks ago, excuse me, with Arizona, where you really only got Max Williams and that's about it in terms of your tight end room. Um, and then Max Williams goes down and you're definitely not going to two tight end sets. Um, this is a week where, yeah, I can 100% see them going to it more often, more frequently. Maybe even. Maybe three, and we see some Kylan, Kylan Granson, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> that's Kylan why I brought it up. I'm like, that's our guy. It is. It's our yeah. guy, and uh, he he's a talented tight end. He, he showed is. it in the preseason. He's had some opportunities to run this year early on for the Colts. They're using him, really, really using him in three tight end sets as a passing option. They haven't been using him as much of a, a run fit or a blocking type of guy. But he's a problem out in space. He's a problem as a route runner. So it'll be very interesting to see what route they decide to take. Do they try and go heavy with the run game and really try and take some pressure off of Wentz? Or do they try and open this thing up early, soften up the defense so they can try and attack it? A lot of ways for the Colts to go about doing it, Ant. But the 49ers will be ready for it no matter what it is. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about D'Amico Ryan scheming it up. He's done an incredible job all season. I expect the same this week. Oh, yeah. He's going to dictate. Um, that is one thing that he has done. If you look at the last few games, uh, besides Green Bay, uh, in that first half, he sure. he's dictated everything that was going to happen. He made Russell Wilson adjust. He made Kyler Murray adjust, and even then they struggled to do so. That is what this defense is about. It's about dictating. It's about causing the offense to do something they don't really feel comfortable doing. Accurate. And we'll see if Carson Wentz is able to do that. Those other two guys are those three guys that they went against were elite quarterbacks in this league. True. Carson Wentz is not an elite quarterback in this league. He's also an above-average quarterback, but he has weaknesses, and they can exploit those weaknesses. Let's see how they do it. That run game doesn't get going. It's going to be a long day for Carson Wentz. He's not going out there and gunning the 49ers down. He's not going to go Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers, this guy's. Um, he just doesn't have those capabilities. And uh, the 49ers are going to prove it in this game because last year, you're right, with the Eagles, that, that defense was not that good, and Carson Wentz didn't look that good. And if it wasn't for Nick Mullins throwing touchdown passes to the Eagles, um, the 49ers still win that game. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, rolling with, I'm rolling with D'Amico Ryan in this defense to get after Wentz in a big way. I'm looking forward to it. I need, I need to get that taste out of my mouth, And Yes. We did avenge that game already by beating the Eagles, but Carson Wentz was the quarterback behind that. Let's take care of business against the Colts. Let's get ourselves back to 500. That's what we both want. And, Ant, one way that could happen is, is if our Wow That's Bold predictions true. come true. Now, granted, a few weeks ago, I was really, really close on, on one of them. Um, and we've had a couple this year that have been, been close. Yeah. But this is a segment where, if you're new to the channel, we're going to give bold predictions. We're not saying these are going to happen, but these are just bold predictions that may happen, and if they do, they're definitely going to help the 49ers. And it's time for not just bold predictions. It's time for, wow, that's really bold. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, it's really bold. It's wow, that's bold. Bold predictions for week seven for the 49ers against, right, against the Colts. 
cutback crew while you're down there waiting for us to give ours make sure you dropping yours as well and then come over to the live stream after this as well and we'll talk about some of your wild that's bulls hopefully there's some really good ones but ant offensively week seven what do you got for wild that's bold our wild that's bold is going to be from a running back okay i have elijah mitchell oh, i thought it was gonna be tasty haste no i have elijah mitchell scoring two touchdowns in this game uh, I'm going bold because he hasn't really been able to get it going in, you know, in the end zone, and I think he's going to do it this time. And he gets two touchdowns, two pivotal touchdowns for the 49ers early in this football game. I like it, and two pivotal touchdowns early for Elijah Mitchell really helps solidifying the 49ers. O, putting some points, some tutties on the board, not just points, tutties, mm. which is important. You know what? Uh oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's back, y'all. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's playing quarterback, y'all. We got ourselves a quarterback, the quarterback, y'all. And you know what? He's going to operate at a high level. O-line, they've been talking about how they need to execute. They're going to execute in a big way. 49ers are going to give him a clean pocket. Run game is going to get going. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to carve you up, Indianapolis, for three tutties and 325-plus yards. And take it to the bank. Lock it up. Jimmy Garoppolo back in a big way, silencing some folks. Getting the 49ers back to 300 and making everyone just kind of... 300. Uh, over 500. But <laughs> over 300 yards to get us over 500. <laughs> hey, now. Um, but to settle down the faithful, right. settle down the 49ers fan base, and also let the 49ers know, right? Hey, we got this. I can get us there. Focus, buckle down, keep doing what we just did. We'll roll the rest of the way through the season. Um, yeah, I'll take both of our while that's bulls happening. Jimmy exactly. Garoppolo going off for three touchdowns and Elijah Mitchell cashing in on two. That'd be five tutties, man. If that happens, the 49ers are winning this football game. By a lot. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if that's going to play a factor later. Make it so, number one. <laughs> Very well could be the case. <laughs> Defensively, though, Ant, that my defensive while that's bold is going to help this offense. Maybe even help Elijah Mitchell. Could help Jimmy Garoppolo mm -hmm. because on defense... We're going to force three turnovers. Two of them picks. One of them a forced fumble recovered by the 49ers. I won't give specifics this time okay. because when I give specifics, it doesn't work out. So three turnovers, two interceptions, one forced fumble. Um, 49ers getting short field position on a couple of them and then you know just stopping a drive that would have ended up in points for the Colts on another one. Um, I, I feel like if they can get this done right, force, force pressure, get Carson Wentz moving on his back feet, falling backwards. It's not like Kyler Murray where Carson Wentz falls backwards and makes a great throw. Carson Wentz falls backwards and throws it up into the air for five people to catch, and all five of them being on the defense. Like He doesn't make good decisions when he's under duress. I think we can get that pressure there. I think we can cause force him to make some questionable calls, throws in tight spaces, and maybe even some low throws that end up getting tipped and then fall into the hands of the 49ers because if there's one thing I do know, while Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tar don't always like catch open footballs, Ant, when balls get tipped in space, they somehow manage to be the guy that's right there waiting for it. So Jimmy Ward, Jaquiski Tart, get it done. Help us out. Fred Warner, help us out. Gold rush. Get that pressure in there. Let's get those three turnovers. I like your wow, that's bold. And it plays off my wow, that's bold. Ooh. And I'm going specific. To a point. Okay. 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 Um, I 40, thought you were still in my shtick no, for a the second. No, the 49ers gold rush is going to account for six sacks in this football game. They are going to take on the challenge of DeForest Buckner being on the other side. They love Defoe, but they also want to prove Defoe we can still handle our business. And part of that is Eric Armstead with two sacks in this football game. <laughs> if you remember right, last year when I predicted that DeForest, I mean that Eric Armstead was going to have two sacks against the Cowboys, 
He had two sacks against the Cowboys. Um, so this is going to happen. 49ers defensive line is going to get after it a big way. They're going to put a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. And Eric Armstead is going to win the day with two sacks. I love it. Armstead has been one of the guys in the league who's applied some of the most pressures um, and just doesn't have the sack numbers to show for it. It's only a matter of time. This is 100% a week where it could happen because you have a less mobile quarterback who's dealing with some ankle stuff. Ant, ant, ant. It'd be huge. Yeah. It could be huge for Armstead. It could be huge for the 49ers. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it too. 100%. And I'll take it to the bank. Absolutely. Do it. Take it to the <laughs> bank, Ant. I don't know if they'll cash it yet because the game yeah. hasn't happened, but take it to the bank after Sunday night when we're on here for the reaction show, having a good old time. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. Me too. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time there. But uh, you know what else is a good time around here? Lock it up. Lock it up is always Ooh, a lot of fun. When we make yeah. picks for the NFC West, we have our boy the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, on to also give some predictions. Been a little up and down. He's been more consistent this year. I got to give him some credit. He's been more consistent this, yeah. this year. Last year we all struggled. This year everyone's bringing their A game. Cutback crew sitting at five hundred. The Azorian one sitting at five hundred. Horse sitting at five hundred. And you and I. Sitting at the top together at 12 and 8, having a good time up there with a couple of game lead. If the 49ers would win more games, where our record would be a lot better. Accurate, Ant. We both were hoping that that was going to be the case. But look, it's fine. It happens sometimes. We need to get into this now. It's time for Lock It Up. It's time to see what the Azorian one has, has to say, right, and what he's going to be picking. It's also time for us to make ours. Let's get into this. Let's lock it up. It's Lock It Up time. Lock it up, baby. You lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Um, and we've, already done, we've already done this this week. It's we, fine. We, we locked it up because we're, we're sitting on top. I mean, I sort of locked it up. I went 500. It's not the greatest lock it up, mm-hmm. especially with you going 3-1 and one, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Horse had a, had a struggle week 2, 2-2. Two two. Azori won. He, he bounced back. Mm-hmm. As did the TCC, they both go 3-1 and one as well. They're all sitting at 500. You and I, though, comfortably above. And uh, now we got this week. We got this week of games. We got a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of individual games, right? All the NFC West opponents this week, or all the NFC West yeah have their own opponents we got four nfc west games to pick four opportunities for us to hopefully you know step apart and step away you know our resident john connor a few weeks ago he did his time traveling shenanigans let us know about all the crazy stuff going on facebook going offline all that great stuff and then he made his picks for this week i wonder if uh we're going to be in a similar boat all of us across the board you and i horsed maybe even the cutback crew we'll just have to wait and see but let's get into this first so let's dive into this first first and foremost you have the return game. Not for the 49ers. I know 49ers fans are like, yeah, DeForest Buckner coming back to Levi's. No, 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 no. The Gaff Man going up against the Los Angeles Rams, his former team at Stafford, facing his former team in the Lions. We saw what the Azorian one went with. Ant, where are you going on this? Is this the Lions' opportunity to get their first win? Or are they going to stay on the path to become the first team to go 0-16 and 0-17 in an NFL season? In a world, um, no, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I, I think the perfect situation for 49er fans would be that Jared Goff does what we've always wanted him to do and actually win a big football game. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen. Darn. He's still Jared Gaff, and he's not going to win this game. They're still the Lions, unfortunately. Uh, it seems like nothing can go their way. Even when they put themselves in positions to win, it still goes the wrong way. It's true. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Rams. The Rams are a very good football team. They had this slip up against Arizona, but they bounced right back. <laughs> Um, nothing about the Rams tells me that they're going to fall to the Detroit Lions, but if they did, I would 100% be behind it. Um, there's a lot of reasons behind that. I would enjoy it because I don't really care for the Rams. Um, so I'll be rooting for the Lions. I would love to lose this pick, um, but I don't think I'm going to because I think the, the Rams are going to handle business. 
34 to 13. 34-13 is a great score. Ant yeah. Horse felt the same. Cutback Crew felt the same. 83%. Ant, they could have gone with 82%. They could have gone with 81%. It could have been 80%. They chose 83% of them chose the Rams. I don't blame them at all. I don't blame the Azorian one. And I'm in a very similar boat to you. The Lions, it's it's a, it's a curse. Like yeah. It's a legitimately a curse. Like They actually have... Legitimate. 49ers fans feel like, oh, the curse of candles. We've won two football games and have been really close in the other ones. Um, we've at least won football games. The Lions have had plenty of opportunities this season to win football games and have had it ripped from from underneath them or literally from their, their cold, actual yeah. dead hands. Um, just, I, I won't trust the Lions at all until they take care of Megatron. So, Ford family, you ever want me to pick the Lions on Lock It Up ever? Take care, take care of your boy. Take care of Megatron. Get him all squared away. Lions are not going to be able to slow down this offense. They're going to struggle. Uh, Jared Goff is going to be having pressure all up in his face all night long. It's not going to be a lot of fun for him. I have the Rams taking this one, Ant. 42 Ooh. to 10, an absolute shellacking. And uh, McVay afterwards kind of looking at Jared Goff and going, ah! <laughs> as he walks off the field, knowing that he got himself out of a, a terrible situation with Jared Goff into a better situation with Matt Stafford. And the... The Rams are sitting pretty. And it seems like Detroit is moving closer and closer to the first overall pick. And potentially the first ever 0-17 football season. Ooh. Holy cow. Yeah, they'll, they'll win some games. They're better than that. I, I, um, I agree with you. I win enough to fall out of where they get the first pick and end up with, like, Keaton Slope. Oh, my Lord. Don't, don't do that. Don't <laughs> Or Spencer do Rattler. Spencer Rattler, not, not, not a terrible one. I, I imagine he's going to be the guy that ends up going number one overall. Maybe. Close to it. He has a bad attitude. He does have a little bit of a bad attitude, but he's a dynamic dual threat style quarterback, and those are highly. Oh no, coveted. he's not a runner. Well, I mean, he's mobile though. I've locked, I've watched a lot of Spencer. Rattler. He doesn't run a lot, but he's mobile. He, he's a poor man's Kyler Murray. Ooh, I like it, and yeah. I like it. Not even one calorie. He has no calories. Zero calories. Yeah, and a bad hairdo too. And the haircut's interesting. That's yeah. that's definitely interesting. Look, next up on the docket. The Arizona Cardinals, Ant, are looking to expand and, and take that record and make it even more bloated than it already is. 6-0, and looking for 7-0. and They got themselves a very, very, very easy matchup in the Houston Texans. Missouri one, felt Arizona all the way on this. Can you pick them? Can you go against the Cardinals now at all? I mean, can any of us do this? Can you pull the trigger on the, on the Arizona Cardinals? or excuse me, the Houston Texans over the Arizona Cardinals this week? This feels like an absolute trap game. I, I think it comes off as a trap game for Arizona Cardinals, um, but only a trap game because it's a trap for anyone that thinks the Texans can because the Texans <laughs> cannot win this football game. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be back, and he's going to be looking to get revenge on his former team. How dare you send me packing? Um, you realize how great I was. For a second. Yeah, um, and, and it's it's... I mean, a lot of it comes down to the quarterback situation. You know, uh, Davis Mills is a young guy who's learning, getting a little confused sometimes, but I think he's got a lot of potential. But ultimately, Arizona is too good of a football team to lose this game, and they're going to win. I think they're going to handle business against the Texans. But I think it'll be a little bit a little bit closer than maybe people realize. I'm going with 31-23. to 31-23, I like that score. I forgot there, to man. even mention J.J. Watt was going to be playing the That's Texans as well. True, yet yeah, yeah. a couple former players going up against their former organization now. Luckily for both of them, the main catalyst behind a lot of their angst there is gone in Bill O'Brien. Yeah. So maybe there's less negativity there and maybe some more fond memories for them now. Who knows? I'm not going to put anything on them. Uh, but look, Cutback Crew agrees with you at 91%. I think that's 91. 81%. 81%. Sorry, I'm blind as a bat. 81%. Horst agreed with you as well. Obviously, Zorian did. And 
Good boy here. Tr yours truly. Yes, of course. The Arizona Cardinals. I would be stunned. I'll, I'll take it. Davis Mills is Houston, Texas offense. You guys want to find a way to put together a performance like you had against the uh, New England Patriots and keep this thing close and maybe even sneak one out? By all means, I will take a big fat L this week. Oh, 100%. For them to get this yeah. first loss of the season. Me too. However, it's going to be a cold day in HE double hockey sticks before that happens. I truly believe that, Ant. Um, the, there's no run game for the Houston Texans. I mean, look, the run game is the, the run defense for Arizona is what kind of struggles for them. Houston doesn't really have much of a run game, which means they're all their pass defenses, which has been one of the better pass defenses in the league now gets to sit back and not worry too much about what that run, that run game could potentially do or not do. Um, they get to go after Davis Mills. That's going to be a problem for them. I have this thing going pretty poorly for the, the Houston Texans. I have them scoring 17 because they, Mills finds a way to just dump some crazy stuff off. But I have the Arizona Cardinals scoring 41. So 41-17 Arizona in a not, not a great situation there for the Houston Texans. And, and they're, uh, they're keeping themselves in contention for that number one overall pick as well. Only one win on the season and potentially dealing Deshaun Watson. So who knows? And go Brandon Cooks. Let's go, Brandon, go Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Go B. Cooks. Yeah. All uh, day, lo day. Local guy. We love that guy. We love B. Cooks. Uh, we absolutely do. Not the last game on the docket, but a very interesting one. The Seattle Seahawks, despite no Russell Wilson, have kept games close. And yeah. games have been close, and they got themselves a matchup with your boy Jameis Winston, the man who has shut down the turnover factor and has been distributing tutties and long bombs each and every week now. I love to see it out of Jameis. Always wanted him to have some success because I thought he got a bad rap in college and he, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He just seemed young, young, and he's matured a lot. And he's mm -hmm. taken the Saints team right now into a, a place that a lot of people I don't think expected to happen this year. Zorian went with the Saints. Are you doing this as well? You're going Saints or is this the week that the Seattle Seahawks are going to get over the hump with Geno Smith? I'm getting on a table in the middle of a cafeteria and I'm yelling right in here with a W because okay. the Saints are going to win this football game. I believe Jameis Winston, my guy, is going to get it done, uh, and they're going to do enough. And I, I honestly believe, I told you pre-show, that I think Taysom Hill is going to have a big game. He's going to get it going, and I think they're going to handle the Seahawks. I think it'll be close. Um, I think the Seahawks even push at the end. I, I don't think Geno's that bad of a quarterback, but I think the Saints get it done 27-24. to 24. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good score there. I, I think the Saints offense right now is starting just starting to find their groove. I think the big thing is going to be Alvin Kamara in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be the, the piece that keeps this thing elevating at a high level for, for the Saints. I think they're able to get up early. I think Seahawks are able to climb back in this thing a little bit later in this game. I have this thing 28-21 Saints as Ooh, well. No field goals. No field goals in this one. Um, but 93% from the cutback crew, that's an impressive number there. I, I would expect that one to have been... I thought this was you and I think both think that this was the closer of the two games for us to pick. Oh yeah. Um, I thought the cutback crew would feel the same. No, they don't. They're going Saints all the way. They don't trust Geno Smith. They don't trust the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. Or it may just be no they don't rust, like no must. That's also true. They also may, might just not like the gum chewing. There's there's a possibility of that as well. Um, horse goes with the Saints. He's Orion one obviously with the Saints. And now for the moment of truth. One thing before oh, you, oh. you brought up the you brought up the the gum chewing. <clears throat> I was watching old highlights of the Bush push. Oh boy. I just like to bring this up. I used to wonder why I used to like Pete Carroll. He wasn't chewing gum. Was he not? He was not chewing gum at the rate that he chews now. So it's something that he's developed in life. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch even more film. But during the Bush push, no gum. 
no gum for Pete Carroll during the Bush push. That must be why, Ant. That mm-hmm. must be why. Although I'm going to be 100 percent honest, I've never liked Pete Carroll. Okay. In fact, I was rooting for Texas when they beat USC in that national championship game. He's the happiest man in the world. How so dare you? So happy when that happened. I wanted the three Pete. <clears throat> Reggie Bush was one of my favorite guys to watch. I enjoyed. Time. I loved watching Reggie Bush. Oh. Did not like the rest of that football team. Oh, what was wrong with Matt Leinart? I don't know. Something about him. Maybe it was the, uh, maybe it was the hot tub with all the women. I don't know. That happened after college. That's true. Technically, you're right. And and who's <clears> gonna <throat> hate on that guy for chilling nah, in the hot tub? Nah, with some hot I mean, chicks. I'm not gonna hate on it. Just jealous. Yeah. I'm just the jelly monster. Okay. Fair I enough. Mean, not anymore, but at the time, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it was okay when Florida was. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It was. It was okay. They would have national championship. Sand is fine. Uh, look, last game on the docket. Yeah. Sunday night, prime time. DeForest Buckner back in Levi's. All the articles swirling about this. Everyone's got to talk about it again. The fact that he got dealt to the Colts. Yep. 49ers coming off of a bye week. Feeling good. Starting to get a little healthy. Some guys coming back. Where are you going with this? Is Orion one sticking with his team? He's staying faithful to the Bay. Are you? First thing I'm going to say about DeForest Buckner is I've heard it all before. I've heard this episode before. Find a new show. Done with this. Re- done, um, you're done with it? They're done with it. Um, I do like Defoe. I think Defoe is going to be an interesting guy to watch during this game and how he's handled by this 49ers offensive line. But I completely got the 49ers offense taking care of business in this game and winning. I think that the 49ers are going to bounce back in a big way. I think they're going to start um you know hitting on all cylinders a little bit i think this buy came at the right time and they're going to stabilize i don't think they like the questions of what people are saying they're going to feel challenged just when everyone says that chaos is erupting behind the scenes there will be a calmness to this game jimmy garoppolo will be at the helm and the 49ers are going to get it done 31 20 31 20 and i like that a lot i don't have as much faith in this colts offense oh okay Yes, they have the run game. All those things are true. The 49ers, though, have stepped up defensively. The run defense has been much improved. True. They've been able to get off the field, get the offense onto the field, and give them opportunities. I think, I think this is the week, Ant. I think I can comfortably say it. We're going to get a shellacking from the San Francisco 49ers on the Colts. Are we getting a shutout? No, oh, we're not oh. getting a shutout. Whew, I thought you were going. We're going to give up 10 points. Okay. but. Already heard my wow, that's bold prediction. You know what's going to happen there. You know what's coming in the turnover department, which means the 49ers are in prime position to score, Ant. Yeah. They're going to score, and they're going to score big. 42 to 10. San Francisco. Um, the fact Except the call. Except yeah, the call. You, Not you, the call. You did that call, and you, I'm sorry. you ruined it. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I couldn't help myself. I'm let's sorry. go, baby. Let's go, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. It, Hey, I hope so. 41 to 10, that is huge. I will gladly... 40, 42. Oh, 42. Sorry, I will gladly take that. I'll even take 41. Um, I'll, I'll take 40. E- either way, it's, it's fantastic, but I like it. You're going big or go home, I like it. You, you have to, right? I, I, gotta, I gotta have faith. I gotta have faith in these guys. I gotta have faith in our boys. They can get it done, Ant, I, I believe. Yeah. I, I think your score prediction definitely paints that picture that you believe. It's true. Definitely, uh, definitely does. Yeah. Don't let me down. I don't, I don't want to look like a fool. I could, I could end up looking like a fool. But oh, it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's okay. Fine. Just another episode of Big Yikes. Just, just one more. <laughs> Who cares? One. Yeah, just, just one. Just yeah. one episode of Big Yikes. No problem. I mean, it'd be two technically for me, but I, it's, it's, you know, who's keeping track at this point?
no one at this point. Um, Big Yikes has been absolutely fantastic. It's true. We don't have to put ourselves on that much because there's plenty of other stuff. There's, there's a lot of other <laughs> things out there. Thank thank goodness for that. I uh, cannot thank Twitter enough. The Yike Holes, thank you so much for keeping me off Big Yikes. Keeping, keeping Ant off Big Yikes, although Ant tends to just keep himself off of Big Yikes. I try. Yeah. You do a pretty good, do a pretty good job. I, I sometimes just can't help myself. Just, it's just too much fun to be bold and specific and I, out there. I don't blame you. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, why not? You only live once, right? YOLO. YOLO County. YOLO County. Yeah, that's true. That's right. About, that's, right that's right by us. Yeah. Uh, look, though, I mean, this Lock It Up was uh, it's big this week. Everyone picked the same thing, so really not going to get much of a shift. But maybe we get a, a clean sweep across the board 4-0 week, Ant. That'd be uh, nice. That'd be great for everybody. It'd be the first time ever that we all went 4-0. It's true. It'd be the very first time ever. Um, and, you know, you and I, though, regardless, we'll be sitting at the top again with a nice two-game comfortable lead. Oh, my gosh. And everyone else is going to be uh, struggling to try and find a way to, uh, to make up some games and make up some ground on us. I went bold two weeks ago with the Gigantes, and then, uh, you know, all, all heck broke loose and Saquon Barkley destroyed his leg. And then, uh, you know, after that, uh, you know, Danny Dimes turned into Danny. I don't know where I'm at. And uh, it wasn't, wasn't good for them. Good on, the, good on the Cowboys. They did what they were supposed to do. Uh, never going to do that again. I'll tell you that. Giants are never getting picked by me ever again. Well, the mistake was them not going to Dante Pettis enough. If they went to Dante Pettis, it could have been a game hey, changer. Five catches for 48 yards last week for the, on, the, on the Giants roster. Look at him go. Mm-hmm. Look at him go. He's working his way up the depth chart. Yep. Dante freaking Pettis, the cat man. He was the second highest receiver last week. Ooh, get ready. Here he comes. Out of Kyle Shanahan's doghouse and into MetLife Stadium. Coming soon, the cat man. Dante Pettis. Look, though, I mean, this is going to be a, this is an exciting week for the 49ers. This is a huge week for the 49ers. That, that much cannot be, you know, understated. It, we can't say it enough. You can't harp on it enough. I know a lot of 49ers fans want to talk about the DeForest Buckner situation and all of that that's going on. That's great. But doc- talking about that situation does nothing for this team right now. It's not going to help you get your mind right and in the right place for the situation that's going on. You know, Jimmy Ward got asked early in the week. He talked about how much it sucked, but how much how this is a business, right? Yeah. And this is. This is a business. The 49ers made a business decision to shore up their roster, make sure they can bring back as many players as possible, sign as many players as possible. So you had a deep, talented roster rather than just making the move for one guy and being without that depth and then banking on that guy staying healthy. The 49ers have had nothing but injuries. So if you make that route, maybe Defoe is one of those guys who ends up with one of those injuries, Ant, and then we would have been in an even worse situation last year in 2020, being a bad situation now in 2021 because you would have been pressed up even more against the cap than we already were. Right now, the 49ers are in a great position. Defense is mostly healthy. Offense, for the most part, other than a few guys, healthy. Some key areas are healthy, which means the 49ers could make a big move this week, get themselves back to 500 and, and get the momentum back in their favor. Yeah, and that's what they need to do. They need to take care of business and get this win, go back to three and three. Um, once you're back there, you know, I mean, your your head is, you know, from under the water now. Now you're up that's there true. floating and you can go ahead and get yourself where you need to get. But uh, they've got a lot that they need to accomplish. And I think they want to set the tone for the rest of the season with this game. I think this is a statement game for the 49ers. Everyone's going to be watching. It's going to be Sunday night football, so you know the national eyes will be on the 49ers, and they can establish themselves as one of those teams again. And if if they do, um, then the season will look, you know start to look on its way up. But they have a lot of things that they have to clean up. There's a lot of little mistakes they need to take care of. Let's see if they were able to do it in those two weeks. If they are, um, then I'm excited about where the 49ers are going to be. So 
Um, I'm looking forward to this game in a big way because I think Fortnite's going to answer the bell and they're going to come out and they're going to win this football game. Um, so I'm excited for it. I'm excited to watch them play in primetime. I'm excited to watch this offensive line be able to handle DeForest Buckner. And I think it's interesting that Jimmy Ward's the one that came out with comments because Jimmy Ward is here because DeForest Buckner is gone. Right. Um, that is interesting. The 49ers made a decision that they wanted Jimmy Ward, Eric Armstead, and the 13th overall pick um, for DeForest Buckner instead of just having DeForest Buckner. That was the trade-off. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, even though you lose a great player like DeForest Buckner and a great personality in the locker room, um, that is a trade that you're willing to make because overall it's just too much value to pass up. A lot of value for one guy. And the 49ers made their bed. They're, they've lied in it. And you know what? They're in a position right now to really do some damage to the Colts and also set themselves in a different category. Cutback crew, let us know what you're thinking about this game. Did you enjoy the game preview show? You have bold predictions. Do you have you know, do you differ from the cutback crew in terms of locking up in their selections? Let us know about all of it down in the comment section. And then head on over to the live stream. Starts right at 4.30. We're going to go right up until kickoff for the Monday night game. So you can come in there, talk a little bit more about the 49ers game, this Week 7 matchup, things you're concerned about. Any questions that you have, we'll answer them over there in the live stream. A um, lot of fun still. A lot of great content coming out this week as yeah. well. Uh, tomorrow is one heck of a day. It's a Friday frenzy here on the 49ers Cutback, so make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already. Help us get to 2K today. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, Friday is going to be a great day because it starts out with the Madden simulation at 9 a.m., 11 a.m. for the daily video. Um, and then at 2 o'clock, it's Jay in the Bay, and he's going to give you your, his five big things. If you haven't checked out Jay in the Bay, go check out that episode. It is great. And then hop over to his channel afterwards. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome. He's always breaking it down. He has a good insight on the Colts, good insight on True. his opinions about the 49ers. And he's had some good insights this week on Jimmy Garoppolo. So check that out. And then of course, you know, later that night, you got to know your opponent. Um, we'll get deeper and deeper into the Colts and really break it down. It's all about that. So, I mean, yeah, Friday frenzy is a real thing here on the 49ers cutback. Go check it out. And, uh, it's exciting and bring the questions to the live stream. I mean, it's, it's not going to be that much longer from now. Um, bring the questions. Be ready to have a good conversation. We just interact with you the whole time. Um, we answer those questions, and we have a good time. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, I always enjoy the live streams, and I'm glad that we get to do them. I'm excited for the reaction show as well. Hopefully oh, it's yeah. a reacting to a big 49ers win and putting themselves be. back into contention. I like it, Ant. The optimism, mm -hmm. the, the the faithfulness. You're just exuding it over there. I can oh, I can smell the faithful. I can smell the the. Just the, the 49ers bleeding out of your pores right now. It's glorious. Yeah, that, that is true. It, it does. When I when I bleed, I bleed red. It's true. Um, shockingly, I bleed red, 49ers red. So, yeah, 100%. Um, 49ers all the way through. All day, every day. Uh, we love it here. We love this team. We love the cutback crew. We love the faithful. We cannot thank you enough for the support. And until the next one, stay safe. Remember the right way. Is, is always the 49ers, 49ers way. way.